What's up, my people? You are listening no to catch No Catch Up, up Chicago. Chicago. We focus on Chicago news first and everything else second. Weekly, the No Catch Up Chicago gang talks Chicago sports, culture, and avoids cornballs by any means necessary. It's done for Chicago and by Chicago. Listen up. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Field level edition. I have a very special guest in the studio tonight. Today, I should say, AJ Ramsa, Chicago's own (laughs) basketball guru, mindset guru, just an overall human guru, all positivity, everything he does, he goes at it full go. Former point guard for the Whitney Young Dolphins, Mm -hmm. went on to play UCF, started Three of the four years, big playing time regardless. Started off four years. Started off four. As a freshman, I started. I don't know if people know, but my freshman year, I was all freshman team with Tyreek Evans, who was in the NBA. There you go. Yeah, Yeah. dude, Tyreek is a legend. And I went from I'll never make my freshman B team in high school to playing Division One, hitting game winners. Look at AJ. He already on the stage. And not like in a cocky (laughs) way. I'm just saying my whole thing is telling people believe. Yeah. That's like that's what I do now is just going around telling kids, like, go believe in yourself. No one believed in me as as a young kid. Not you know my family, they'll they'll tell you like, oh, I believe in you, but no one believed in me. No one believed in my goals of playing basketball. So I go tell these kids like, go out and go do it. No one's gonna stop you. No one can get in your way if you're really that focused. Yes, and we're gonna <laughs> everything my man just jumped into right there is what we're gonna touch on for the next. I would say hour. We're gonna we're we're gonna get into some things. No I'm, here. I'm here. No I'm here. I'm here with you. It. That's a, it. Doesn't matter. Hour, two hours, whatever you Let's want. Go. I'm here. <laughs> I love it. Let's jump into it. Where are you from in the city? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to kind of get into who you are as a person, what motivates you, kind of that whole, that that little, that was so perfect because it was a little like clip, like a preview of just who you are. You know what I mean? So I like that. I'm on your show. You tell me, you ask the questions I'm yeah. answering. There is no, oh, boundaries right here. Can I? No. Whatever you ask me, I'm going to answer. I'm going to be straightforward. But um, I grew up on the north side of Chicago, born and raised Chicago. Um my heart's here. It's always been here. I went to school in UCF in Orlando. That's like my second home, but my heart's just here. That's why I try and do so much to the city and, and to see violence and all that. It kills me because I was, like I said, I was born and raised here. So I want to keep giving back. And north side of Chicago is where I'm at, uh, Addison and Pulaski, kind of like Old Irving Park. Yeah. That's where I grew up at. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Yo, quick tidbit. Uh-oh. The least you could do was come on the show because I've spent many a dollar at Burwood Tap. And didn't know it was going in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe that's why you look familiar. Yo, so, yeah. So, second oldest bar in the city. My grandfather opened in 1933. Yeah. Um, To be honest with you, because I am honest, five years ago uh, when I came back from college, broke my foot in my first professional workout, came back. My brother was going through a really tough time with drugs and, and uh, just a tough time in life. My dad was really sick. I wanted to put my dreams on hold of basketball. You know, I said... I don't like seeing them like this. It's We're the only three guys in the family. I have three other sisters. So I put it on hold. I put my basketball dreams on hold. I never had a work ethic outside of basketball. I didn't know how to work. Um, and I kind of just got thrown into the fire. I said, you know, I want to help my brother. I want to help my dad. So my girlfriend at the time, this was 2012, 2013, she helped me. She was a she was a big reason to, to really pick me up when I was down. You got to think about it. I mean, we'll get more into it, but I just came from playing in front of 10,000 people, flying on Michael Jordan's private jet, going on vacation with them. No one really saying no to me, anything I wanted to now living at home with my mom and not having anything. So she was a big reason that picked me up. But 
we took over the bar and, and I mean, we took over it. We did everything from paying the bills from there was nobody but us. We quadrupled business, which is pretty crazy. We turned it into a top two bar in the city. Um, it's always been there. Like I said, it's it's been there, but we just took it up another notch. We took it to a whole different level. And um, it's funny because Burwood Tap is one of those spots where you were just like, let's just kick it. Let's go to Burwood, man. Let's do it. It's right there. And we would slide there all the time, bro. We had birthday parties. People would have birthday parties there. Like we would play a little pool in that little middle section. Right Dude, it was it was a kicking spot. It's, it's it is it's, a kicking spot. It's very sure. chill. It's yeah. very chill. And people love it. It reminds them of their hometown. It reminds them of their college bar where you could go super dressed up. You could go in sweats and a shirt. Um, it's however you feel. We we welcome everyone. We want everyone to feel like home. But that's what people think it is. You know, it's just like I feel comfortable here. I love it. It's a good time. It's a good vibe. And we create that vibe. That's the least you could do, bro. So, but without you even knowing, you had to come on just because me and my homies have poured tons of money in the Burwood Tap. So that's what's up. And I love that. That was like a little wake up call. A little bit, maybe. What? Like coming home, like oh. no more hoops. And now. I just got goosebumps when you yeah, said that. A little wake up call? Kind of jump into the family biz and <clears throat> try to try to get it to a to a next little level. And that's the thing, people don't realize, man, that they they forgot to get the liquor license. They almost closed down. Um, people don't realize that's kinda I put my whole dreams on hold. Right. And I'll fast forward a little bit. Recently, as we say, you know, family business, there's sometimes, you know, me and my dad got into it, we tried to figure it out. Um, I just took a little break from it. You know, people it's it's family and this and that, but I had to I had to kind of focus on me. You know, my entire life I've always focused on and I still do focusing on everybody else. And, you know, that that time period, I wanted to help my dad. I wanted to help my brother. You know, I kind of got lost in the mix of myself. I kind of got lost in the mix of AJ and I came back from college. I jumped right into it. And I was just going for five years straight. And I was I'm not saying I was upset, but you get caught up in that, you know, and sometimes when you, you step away from it, my passion, my love has always been basketball. Right. I stepped away from it. I stopped playing. To help other people and 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 now i want to get back into the training i want to get back into helping kids relive you know go do and go play basketball go after their dreams and that's what i want to do i want to motivate them so i took a little break from them and and my brother's there now but um it's like anything man you know people people see the family business like oh man you're so lucky this and that but i'm like this was a grind dog big work Big work, you know. I sleep probably three, four hours. I mean, I sleep three, four hours a night now. Yeah. But I work till three thirty in the morning. Close up. Go to bed at five thirty. Wake back up at nine thirty. Make sure everything was set. Like you, you said it from the get go. That's why you, you said it perfectly. When I do something, I'm gonna give it my all. That's why I didn't know much, but I said, man, I'm just gonna give it my all. I'm gonna try everything I can. I'm gonna make this a, a successful place. We turned it into a top three, top four bar in the city. I mean, that's hard to do for someone that never knew anything about a bar besides the hospitality industry that I learned in college. No doubt. Especially with as many, as many establishments are out here in the city, you know how many options you have? Like, yeah, that's impressive, bro. It's crazy. And, and, yeah. and you create that vibe. People, you, you said it, people come in there to have a good time and, and I cater to them. You know, I want people to feel comfortable. I want people to come in there and be like, this is the spot. And that's what I did. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> we kind of, we I've already seen it in the first five minutes we've been in here but my next questions i got is kind of describe yourself what's important and then i want to talk about you being the youngest of five yeah and then we'll go into playing ball at whitney young and then moving on to ucf me as a person i just i, I want to see people do well i want to see people succeed i've always i've always been like that my entire life and i told you i got my book coming out in the next couple of months but i think it started at a young age my mom used to do meals on wheels 
and she used to just go around, drop meals off to the elderly, make sure that they were good. But I fell in love with it, kind of. I fell in love with with helping people. And I tell my mom all the time, like, you know, when her and my dad got divorced at the age of six, I moved with her. I said, a lot of my good my good tendencies are from you. A lot of my bad ones are from my dad. I won't tell him that. But I honestly just think that I've always been like that, man, as a leader, as a kid. I've always been the leader of the team. I've always wanted to see people do well. I've always wanted to put the pressure on me so that other people don't have that pressure or or that sense of like, man, I lost the game. I never wanted people to feel like that. I've always wanted to take the blame. Yeah. Um, but it's just a matter of, of seeing people do well. For me personally, I know that I'll always be fine. I know that I'll always get it because I got that work ethic. I got that belief. But it's about installing that in others. It's about helping others who might not have that. Well said. Now, I... When I was doing my homework, I'm like, who is this guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've heard good things. We had chopped it up before. I think, does a big part of what you just said come from being the youngest of five? Does, does that kind of all mold from that? Like, you were the last one to eat. So we're like, whatever, man. Let's yeah. make sure everybody else gets their shit. I'll figure mine out. You know what I mean? Like, That's you guys really all good. eat, and then, but I'll, I'll, I'll get mine. mine. No, I'll, I'll figure mine. out where to get mine at. Like, don't worry about it. I think that's something, I think that's really important, and I think that's a big part of it. Being the five, I've learned from all their mistakes. I learned from the good things they've done. I learned from the bad things they've done. Um, Kind of just picked them apart, you know, asked them questions and learned from them. But just being the baby, I was kind of, as the fifth kid, you're kind of on your own. You know, I tell people all the time, I was not saying my parents were bad, but I mean, as the fifth kid, I was I was at the YMCA all day. I was I was just out there. Yeah, I, they're they're tired of parenting. Oh, come by on. number five, I think I got a couple pictures. Like people, <laughs> I was yeah, I was trying to do my book cover, and, and and the lady who's helping me, she's like, "Hey, send me a bunch of pictures when you were younger." I was like, right. "I think I got like two or three. She's like, "No, seriously." At that point in time, you're the fifth they're, kid. They're like, they're, okay. They're done parenting, bro. They're done parenting. I kind of had to parent myself. Yeah. Like, AJ, what are you doing? You want food? Okay, go in the vending machine, get this right. and that. But honestly, it's... And I, we say that in the most loving way. Oh, like the most we, loving we, way. We Never just, in a bad way. This whole household, we, we just raise this whole household. He'll learn from his brothers. He'll learn from that's, his That's cetera, exactly. Cetera, right? and, and my sister, I mean, sisters, my, parents, yeah. my parents were always there for me. My parents were amazing. Uh, my brother and sisters, my brother and my sisters were always there for me. Every single one. I have a great relationship with all of them. But I think just being the baby, they always took care of me. They always made sure I was good. But I like to reciprocate that. I like giving back. I like, you know, making people feel the way they made me feel. No doubt. It's funny. So left-handed, mm-hmm. short guy, mm-hmm. short white guy. White guy, yeah. That I wants to hoop yeah. and play ball. Please. Like, that's just the, even like the in Chicago, in at, Chicago, in Chicago. Yeah. I laughed at like the left-handed thing. That, that's almost just like some icing on the cake. Like, <laughs> all right, he's already a little white dude. Like, we're gonna make him left-handed too. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> let's make sure he can't open up anything with a can opener. Like, no, can't find any scissors. Yep. Like, we'll just throw that on top and let's see if he can get over that too. Um, talk about you played ball. Mm-hmm. You just missed the state championship squad from Winnie Young in 08, right? Yeah, 08. We lost to, to Mount Carmel. I still, got, I still got bad feelings about that. But the best thing for me, the, in 2009 when they won it, I got a text from all of them. And they were like, you're the reason we won it. Right. You got to remember, we had seven Division One guys. We didn't have one or two. I had seven egos I had to take care of as the leader. I had seven guys, including Marcus Jordan, including Chris Colvin, top five point guard. I'm not stars. Nah, big time. Chris Colvin's an Everson guy. Chris, That's what I was going to ask yeah. you before we even yeah. talked. One of my yeah. good friends, Chris Colvin. We had Anthony Johnson, top 10 shooting guard. Mod Starks, probably top 10 point guard. 
I mean, you got you got the big boys and and kind of trying to control everybody, not control, but making no, sure everyone was happy. Yeah, yeah. I know. I wanted to From take that back. Guard. You know, yeah. controlling everybody, making sure they were happy, making sure that they were getting the right shots. Then you add into the parents. Then you got the friends. Hey, how come you're only taking five shots? He took a bunch of bad shots. You got to keep that circle tight. And you add being the number one team in the state in Chicago. It's not like we're in a little town. They kind of play basketball. This is this, Chicago is the place where basketball is made. People right. say whatever they want. New York, this and that. Chicago has the most NBA players ever in the NBA. Yes. But do you want me to talk about what it was like? Grow like no, that mindset. No, no. Tell me. To, no, Tell we me. We don't have to get too too crazy into it, but. I guess I do want you to talk about the mindset it takes to kind of go in there and be like, I'm going to, I can handle all this because every single person looking at you and every people looking at you from afar, it's like, there's just no way. Still to this day, there's no way until they like pull it up and they're like, you actually played. I wanted people when I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted, I really loved basketball. I really loved it. I was so passionate about it. I didn't care. I didn't care where I had to go. Like everybody thought I was going to St. Pat's. Like that was a big thing. Like I had family. I had friends that were like upset. Like, man, you're supposed to go to St. Pat's. All your friends are going there. You know, the coaches know you, this and that. But like I wanted to be different. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to stick out. Imagine a white guy going into a public league. Like playing again. I grew up playing against Derrick Rose, grew up playing against Sharon Collins, grew up playing against guys, Patrick Beverly, Amon Shumpert. Like these guys are all NBA guys. These guys are top. How do you become better in life? You play against the best. Of course I got killed. But it, my mindset was I'm going to come back until I get where I want to get. Keep killing me. Keep killing me. I'm going to come back even harder. It wasn't like I was like, oh, man, they killed me. Let me step away. I just kept coming back. And I'll never forget. I played with Chicago Ferrari uh, my first time. I went to the tryout. It was at St. Sabina, 67th and I think Wentworth. I go into the gym. My mentor takes me. We go in there. Everybody's playing. Derek Rose on the other end. He's in, I think he's, no, he's in eighth grade. I'm in seventh grade. He's down there windmilling. I walk in the gym, balls bouncing. It's kind of no, literally. Like I was literally, I could do that on my Fisher Price rim, five feet, six feet. I thought I was like, I saw him. Like, who is that? They're like, oh, it's Derrick Rose. But so I walk in the gym. Everyone just kind of the ball stopped bouncing. Everyone just looks around like, all right, you're lost. I go up to the to the coach. He looks me up and down. Yeah, can we help you? My mentor's like, yeah, he's here to play. He wants to try out. Kind of little laugh. (laughs) Yeah, you're serious? Yeah, man, I'm dead serious. All right, we'll get you in the next game. Kind of just let's put them in, yeah. and then you can leave right after that. Yeah, man, after I, you get run off the floor, then you'll see that you don't can't, worry. We'll see that you know you can't play. And you can go ahead and leave. Man, that was I brought I brought the whole the whole the whole gym was kind of just in awe. Came down, crossover, pull up, talking trash. Oh, you guys aren't laughing now, huh? Right. Like, wait, what? Yeah. You come to the south side, you're balling, and you're talking stuff to us. Like, who is this dude? The funny thing, the way <laughs> the, the funny thing about that type of stuff, at least for, and I'm gonna keep it a buck. Mm-hmm. With black, That's what we're here for. Yes. And with black folks, too, I didn't experience it as much as you just because I'm mixed. Yeah. But actually, let me take that all the way back. <laughs> I didn't experience it anywhere close to how much you would have. Uh-huh. But I will say this because I've seen it with my own eyes. The initial like coach looking you up and down is like, yo, this dude is out of place. Yeah. But as soon as they see you can hoop and what you're about, it's complete acceptance. And that's goosebumps. Look, yes. you can zoom and, in. That's goose. That, yes. That's the and first that's, time that I ever felt like I was a part of a team. My entire life, I used to go to YMCA. I used to go everywhere to go play playgrounds. That was the. That's so weird. I put that in my book. That was the first time that I felt accepted on the basketball court. The black folks would be like, "Oh, he can hoop, man. That's my boy. That, he's he can hoop. Doesn't matter now. Like, oh, he can hoop now. Doesn't matter. I remember 
when we talked about John Shire, <laughs> yeah, and this is way back in like fam days, mm-hmm. and there was this. I didn't know who he was, but we would people would talk about John Shire, yeah, and they were like, "Oh, he's a white boy." And then you, the people that have had seen him hoop, they're like, "Listen, bro, that boy can hoop." And yeah. you, and then once, like, it's funny because the white <laughs> thing comes out initially. But as soon as they can hoop, that shit disappears. Man, and I wouldn't say it's like the racism is is a weird thing where like it's just the thing about black folks, especially white people on the hooping floor. Yeah. As soon as you get that respect, that shit, that white shit goes away. Dude, it's, I tell people all the time, and that was the first time I ever felt accepted. And those guys that I played with, those became brothers. And and the the reason why I fell in love with basketball, I mean, I love the the challenge, but there is no color. There is no hidden agenda. There is no there's no race. You just said if you could play, can you hoop you're part or of can the, you not hoop? That's all we care about. I want to know if you could play, you're with us. If you can't, eh. You could be purple. It doesn't matter. If there you, is no color. Hoop, that's what I tell people. There right. is no color in basketball. If you can play, you can play. That's all it comes down to. No doubt. That's awesome. And and I and I fell in love with it. I mean, I fell in love feeling like a part of the team when they're asking me, "Hey, you come back next week?" I mean, it took me it took my confidence to another level. And everywhere I had to go, I mean, even when I was in college, even when I was a starter, everywhere I went, oh, man, what are, you, are you the manager of the team? Are you the water boy? No, I'm the starting point guard. <laughs> right. Stop. No, seriously. No, seriously. They look in the newspaper like, oh, you guys, you, Tal- you guys just played Tulsa. Oh, you know, I apologize. Like, my entire life, I had that. I had that. I had to have that extra my back everywhere. You pickup games. Oh, are you like- kidding me? I, I just went to LA two. I went to LA three weeks ago, and I was playing. My my buddy was like, "Yo, come up there." It was all the celebrities, all like the the TV people, everybody. Yeah. And I'm, they're like, I was like, "Man, I got next, right?" I'm the only one that's played college basketball in there. Right. I got next. They're like, "All right." Next game goes around. I'm like, "All right, I got next." All right, we got you. I think we're gonna get you in the next game. Finally, I play. They're like, "Man, I didn't know you could play." I know. I told you guys yeah. I could play. Just let me get out here yeah. and play. I just now that I go because I don't play like I'm not so serious about it. I just do. I do it for fun. I do it for love. So I don't like before. I'd be like, man, wait till I get on the court. I'm gonna kill all you guys. I'm gonna bust your butt. Yeah. I'm gonna go right at you just because you didn't think I could play. I'm gonna embarrass you. Yes. So I take it. I take it a little bit easier now. And then I just I kill them still on the court. Just not yeah. as much talk, trash talking. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna get into what's important because. You do hoops training. Yep. The Instagram page is wild motivational. Mm-hmm. It's all positive stuff. Mm-hmm. This this question is going to like segue us into the hoops training, and I got a bunch of interesting questions. I'm looking forward to Please, your take Please, let's on. get it. Yeah. You kind of already touched on it, but why is training and working with the youth and stuff so important? Is it just is it just go it just goes back to the no self doubt getting that mental right and just trying to pass that on? You just said it. Um, when I train, my training is 90% mental. And 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 that's that's part of the game. It's 90% mental, 10% physical. I do the best training. I know that I have I know I have one of the best training programs or I have the best things that I can put players through. The regimen because I've played before. And, right. and no disrespect to people out there, but these trainers now, it's like, man, did you play? Yeah, I played on my freshman team in high school. I've watched a lot of, like for me, I, I've I've gone through it. I've hit game-winning shots. I know what it takes. I've been there. I've worked out with Michael Jordan. I've learned stuff from all the top players. I've learned stuff from the best guys in the world. And it's no, it, it has nothing to do with, no throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade. I never throw shade at anybody. But for me, it's like, 
I've been through it. I know what it takes. But the mental part of the game is the most important. I could have these kids do a thousand drills. Hey, do all these drills. If you get into the game and you're still at, man, I'm worried. I don't know if the, if I, man, it's all mental. I tell them. So I'm teaching them this whole time. Yeah. And I tell them it's not just about sports. I want to, I want to see you succeed in life after basketball. I want to see you succeed in whatever you want. And that's what I'm teaching them every single day. So whether we're doing drills and this is that, that whole time that I'm teaching them, it's all mental. I'm giving them different yeah. things to think about. I'm giving them, make sure you believe in yourself. I don't care if you miss 20 shots. That next shot, you're going in. That's a shooter's mentality. And it just changes their whole perspective. Like, man, I never thought like that until I started working out with you. Or yeah. I never figured that. But my whole thing, the training, I love it. But it's more the mental part that I really, really love. I love giving that to the guys. Yeah. Aaron, pull this up for me. This is a perfect segue into this little video. I'm going to, this is, um, Rumsa.com. Rumsa.com. Make sure you check it out. And I'm just like, I want people to understand it. People may, people look at it with the Instagram. It's like, man, AJ, you got everything together. I am putting those pieces together every single day. Like this has only been up for a couple of months. I got to add to it. Like every single day, I'm just working on my brand. I'm working on me. I'm working on, on building this up. I want the long-term success. You know, people want this short. I want this right away. I'm starting to learn the patience. I'm starting to learn that. What you put in is what you're going to get out, but I want it for the long term. It's not just about right now, if that makes sense. 100%. That makes sense. I want the I'll, long term. Long, long, long term. Play. Long it's, all, play. it's always the long, long term. term. I want to be set up for 10, 15 years from now and, and everything I did now. That's why people are like, man, you're crazy, dude. You don't sleep. You don't do this and that. 10 years, I'm going to be, I'm going to be more tired. I'm going to have more stuff on my plate. I may have a family. I may have all that stuff I don't have right now. Yeah. So I might as well go and grind and go do what I want and go find how to, how to get to that successful level every single day by just going at it every single day. No Meeting doubt. different people, doing different things, man. Step out your comfort zone. I wanted to play this clip, if it'll load up for me. This is a clip of you talking to the kids and it'll mm -hmm. kind of just kind of give mm -hmm. a little peek on what you just talked about. Yeah. And this was, I know exactly what video this is. This was, I was right in the, yep. the heat of the moment. I was, if we could pull that up. Yeah. I just got done with a workout. And there was like 25 yeah, kids yeah. that had a, they had a game or they had a practice right next to them. Yeah. I was just in the moment, just talking to them. And if you, we play it, if it plays, you'll, play you'll right be now. able to hear it. Yeah. Hey, full screen this for me, Aaron. Just go show how bad you want. That's all it is. Put the work in every single day, man. Every single day. I was just like you guys. I don't care what people tell you. Too small, you won't make it. None of that matters, man. I'm telling you guys. I promise. I'm not just telling you. Look at the stats. I started all four years of college. They told me I wouldn't make my freshman B team. High school. That's okay, I've never listened. All I did was work every single day. That's all it's about, man. What you put in is what you get out. I'm only telling you this because I've done it before. I'm only telling you it would be a waste if I did all that and I didn't give it back to you guys. It's a mindset, man. You come in here today, you should be your best practice ever. They're trying to write scholarships. You don't have to score 40 points. It's the little stuff, man. Don't get caught up in the scoring stuff. You're the little things. The little things make a big difference. And I can control every shot that goes in, right? You can't control that. What game you control? How hard you go? Your leadership. Being a, being a good teammate, being the first one on the floor, that, that's what separates the winners from the ones that really want, man. There's winners and there's a whole different level. Let's go. I'm hyped up. You ready to go get some up. shots Let's up? Let's go get some shots <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, you know no, but that's perfect because what's the biggest, when you're working with these kids, Yeah. what's the biggest obstacle? Is it is it, is it a mental obstacle? Obviously, everyone that walks in isn't going to be a hooper. What I have written down here is, in your experience, can that go-getter be taught? 
can that inner dog be taught? Or do you let's keep it keep it a hundred? Like you see a kid walk in, do you already know after a couple of workouts, like he's not gonna make it? He's not gonna he he's not hungry enough to go wanna play in the public league and then go down and he he wants to score 40 a night, but doesn't want to work to score 40 a night. And if he's not scoring 40 a night, he doesn't want to be a role player and go play at a smaller school, no, I know that type of thing. I know exactly what you're saying. It tell, I, I mean, I, you see, all, it's like anything. You see all different types of players. You see ones that really want it. You see ones that come in. For me, it's not about the money. It's never been about the money. If you don't yeah. want it, I don't want to train you. I want ones that want to go get it. You got to remember, I was five, high school, I might have been five, 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 six. Like, I had a dog in me that was never going to quit. I mean, you ask my coaches, you like, I was just, I was the hardest working player everywhere I went, every gym I went. I didn't care who was there, Derrick Rose, Sharon Collins, Patrick Beverly. You're playing in open gyms with these guys. Like you're around greatness. You got, you have to raise your level of play to be great just to even be in a level with these guys. And like I said, when I train them, like it, it, there's a couple that might be, they, they might not really want it. And I'll, I'll send them a message like, man, do you really want this? Cause a lot of the stuff I see now is these parents want it more than the kids. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to train them. I want somebody that wants to work. I want someone that really. So can you teach that though? Can you teach that? Like that dog, take yourself back to being the little shorty in high school. Yeah. And you're walking into off Wentworth and you're going to a, the Ferrari tryout. Can you <laughs> teach that to someone? Can you? You got to have a little of that, that dog and you, you got to have it. You got to have, you got to, you got to, you got to want it. You can, I can, I can sit there and push them and I can motivate them. It's like the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, right? But can't you can't make, make them, them drink. drink yeah. So I can sit here and give you all the tools. I'll say, listen, you're already taller than me. It has nothing to do with your height. Now let's just work on your game. Now let's help your mental game. But sometimes if you just don't want it, you just don't want it. You might find something else that you're more passionate about that, but, but you got to really like, I, to be great in life, not even in sports, but business and whatever it is, you got to want it. You got to have a little dog in you. You got to be like, I'm about to get dirty. So I don't you care. You could teach it a little bit to a certain extent. If that makes sense. Maybe a little extent. I could put that in you. But at the wake end. Wake them up a little bit. I could wake, wake you up. up I could put bit. that in you. I've woken up a lot of people. I've, I've put that. I've installed that or instilled that, that mentality to like, go get it. There's just some people that you can, you can do that all day long. There's just some that might not get it. And those are the ones that I push, I try and push even more because I want them to get it. Because I want everybody, I give everyone a chance. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe you're having a bad day, this and that. But it, if it if it's a couple times that we've worked out and I don't see that you really want it, man, I've, I've I gave, I've, I've gave you everything I got. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want I don't want you to waste time, my time right. because I got other kids. I got other people that will give me 100%. That will give me everything they got that has that dog in them that I might miss out on an opportunity because I'm I'm sitting here working with you who doesn't even want it. Your parents want it more than you. You like the thought of it. You like the thought of, man, college scholarship, saving $40,000 a year, all the girls part, man, I could have it all. But I don't really want to work at it. <laughs> you ain't going to get anything. It's just like life. Whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. You got to work at it. I tell them you got whatever. Every single day, It's a, people say, man, AJ, how'd you make it? I didn't make it two hours a day. I just go to the gym seven, eight hours. Huh? Just live in the How'd gym. How'd you live in the gym? Gym rat AJ, come home. Where are you at? Somebody go find AJ. I know he's at the gym. Everywhere I was, I was at the gym. That's what kept me out of trouble. You got to remember, we're city, my friends, you know, you got yeah. different crowds, this and that. That's what kept me out of trouble in the city. I mean, I had a passion. I had a, I had something that I wanted to do my entire life from the age of three. But people say, man, you don't even know. I picked up a ball at the age of three. I started walking with the ball, started dribbling. That's like the energy, yeah. That, that, that was my life. I didn't care. Like, you had 10,000 people tell me I couldn't do it. That's okay. I believe in myself. You don't have to believe in me. I'm going to keep showing you. 
And then when you make it, man, AJ, I knew you were going to make it. Yeah. Man, I knew you were. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I knew as a young yeah. kid, I used to always watch. No, no one believes no, in you, you until you make it. Until you make it, just like anything. Just like anything. Let's talk about, so obviously you're training guys to get them, at least the older guys, prepping them to get to college ball. Yeah. I saw you talked about this at some point in either social media or another podcast, and I, I wanted to bring it here. Bring it. Talk about what kids need to know going into college ball and dealing with the NCAA and then we'll kind of get into what's going on with NCAA now yeah. and your thoughts there. You have to – when you go to college, people don't realize, man, they think it's just – I'm about to go play ball. They think it's sweet, yeah. Man, there's 5 a.m. wake-up calls. You got to run two miles. You miss class. You got study hall. Then after study hall, you got to go to tutoring. Then you got to go back and watch film with coach, right? Then you got meal te- – then you got meal with the whole team. Then you might have to go to some other class. Now you got class projects – I mean, this it, it's a full time. Why do you think you can't have a job in college? Because I mean, you can't work legit. You can't work. Playing, being a full time athlete is your yeah, job. You don't have the hours you, to work. You don't have right. You can't. There is no. You might be able to work for two hours. Where where are they going to hire you at for two hours? Hey, come in for two hours. Right. They might because you're an athlete. We'll talk about that later. That's yeah, stuff. we'll definitely get in that. <laughs> but it's it's <laughs> yeah the little wink the, right, the, the two hour right. eight hour shift the. <laughs> The the thing is you gotta you gotta be you gotta be prepared. You gotta be ready to get down and dirty. You gotta you gotta be ready to you're 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 by yourself. There's nobody saying, Hey AJ, your homework's due. Hey AJ, make sure you're on time for I think that's the big thing. Oh that you're by yourself at the end of the day. Like you need to take care of business. Mom's not waking you up to get ready to go to school. You're grown now. You're grown now. Grow up. Grow up. You wanna eat? Hey mom, the food no, you gotta eat. This is your time and I tell people all the time, man, Whitney Young is one of the best high schools in the country. Not not because I went there. Like, it, it, there's studies that show. Yes. If I wouldn't have went there, I don't think I would have been ready. I'm telling you, as an academic standpoint, as an athletic standpoint, because Whitney Young, they held me to such high standards. I mean, they, they we wanted to be the best in everything, whether it was academics, whether it was sports, whether it was anything. We won the nicest bus. We wanted to – they held us to higher the standards. Culture. The culture. We created a winning culture. And, and I, I felt like I was a big part of that. I mean, even Coach Ty would tell me, like, I was the reason why we, not the team was winning, but the program. We, we turned the program into a winning program. And it's still, I mean, they won three state championships. And they still, to this day, is like, AJ, you were the one, you were the reason for that. Um, but as far as to get back on the college ship, you got to you gotta be ready. You got to be ready to go. You got to be ready to grind. You got to be ready for no sleep. You got to be ready to stay up. You got to be ready to kind of lose lose a little of your personal self. Your whole no, your whole life is hoops. That's all it is. Your whole life is football. everything you do. If you're there on a scholarship, you're there to play football in a little school. You know that. Yeah, listen, like hey, this is not. Listen, a joke. this podcast we're keeping it real. We're I'm gonna keep, keep it real. You know that. Yeah, you're there for one thing. You're right. You gotta. You, that's you're, you're there, there for. Hoop, listen, bro. they're not giving you forty thousand dollars a year just to just to be mediocre at your sport just to. Get by. No, they want the best of the best. You're focused on winning because why? When you win, the coaches win, the school wins, more money. It's it's a it's a it's a money industry. People don't realize. Oh man, the kids oh, the kids are getting the kids Pure are getting free scholarships. Industry. I know, but you guys just made three billion dollars. Where where can we get like maybe half a percent of that? Yeah, that uh that takes me right into my next question. So thoughts on the NCAA and not paying players and kind of what's going on with this big court case and. All the elite blue chippers getting pulled in with their families asking for houses and that type of stuff. 
do you feel like that's just collateral damage from not paying them? And that's what comes there's with that? A big, or, or? There's a big reason. There's a there's a big thing with that. I mean, especially now, I don't know if you know, I, I told you before, I got suspended 15 games my senior season. They said I was taking money from my mentor who I knew since seventh grade. Now, yeah. whatever he was doing with the coaches and all that stuff and the school, and I have no control over that. But I know they say if you have a prior relationship with someone, then it's okay. I still put that in my book. Like I never, I never throw anybody under the bus. But my thing is with these these college kids, they get suspended. They don't, they don't know what they're doing. I mean, I'm 20 yeah. years old, sitting in an office with 15 people, six lawyers. They take my phone records. They got all my bank accounts. I'm sitting there like, all right, who do I talk to? You don't know. And at that point in time, the school's trying to protect herself, right? They're trying to make sure that they're good. They don't want to get in trouble. So it's like, as a young kid, who do I go to? They, there's so much stuff that goes on, man. It's, it's, it's tough, too, because it's not always the kids. It's sometimes the parents. Yeah. Man, you know, give me 50000 We need 50000 a new house. My son will come to your school. It's gotten, it's gotten to that point. But let me say this. It's been going on forever. Oh, forever. Forever. That, like... When people were Forever. shocked, when people Stop. were shocked by that, like these cases getting brought up and shoe deals and Adidas doing this or Nike doing that or et cetera, it's like, bro, this is how business is. This, this is big this business. How, this is how it's been done. How do you think these top schools get these top players every single year? And I'm yeah. not saying everybody does shady stuff. Yeah, but 98. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you got to remember, it's the <laughs> business. You got it's. Yeah. How do we get these kids? How does how does Kentucky and these schools? How do they compete with one another? Right. You got to offer them something. You got to give them something. Well, no. because at the end of the day, you're you're really cutting very fine lines, right? Like top facilities, we both have them. Like Kentucky. What's and, it coming down yes, to? Like, what's what's it, it coming down to? Like, oh, you gave me an extra seventy five thousand. Yeah. Let I'll me. Come, uh, you know what? I just want to commit to the University of. And I'm only going to be there a year. It's like, uh, okay, like I'll go to Kansas instead of Kentucky, or I'll go to. You know what I mean? Come on. The only the only on. school Come I will on. You say, know this. The only school I will say that has that extra mystique is Duke. Duke's Duke. Duke is They'll Duke. always listen, you, you as a top university, as a top basketball program, Coach K, the way he is, he's just he's he's different. You know, yeah. and, and, and when you say Duke, what do people say? Oh, yeah, I'll go there. Yeah. If I got an offer, I'll go there. You know yeah. that. Yeah. And I feel like they've always done the right thing. Um there could be stuff that they've done, I don't know, but They've always done the right thing, man. That's Coach K. He's he he hasn't he hasn't done this well in his life with NBA with college by doing the wrong thing. He continuously does the right thing, even even when he's had bad years, right? Yeah, he's done the right thing. I man, I'll take a bad year, but I'm gonna still do the right thing. That's why that's why I say it's the long term stuff. People like to get under, man. I want to I want quick success. These coaches, man. I just got here. I gotta have a good year, a couple years. I'm gonna grab a recruit over here, do some bad stuff. Three years later, you you lose everything. The long for what? And it kind of, I mean, that's why I want the, I want to be authentic in everything I do, not to jump off, off, off base, but with my Instagram and everything, it takes longer the way I'm doing it, but I'm building my brand. I'm building it for the long term. I want people to trust in me. I want people to believe in me. It's not like I'm just doing quick videos to get all these yeah, views. Like some viral type you know what I mean? Right? I want this long term stuff. I want people to come to me like, man, bro, you motivated me. You inspired me through your stuff. And it goes back to being authentic, like Coach K, like Duke. That's what they are. They're authentic. They're real. Yeah. So since you went through it, through and through, th through the the investigation, getting suspended, playing college ball for four years, in your opinion, how do they fix it? Do they let players capitalize off their likeness? I think that's a no brainer, by mm -hmm. the way. 
I don't even understand how that's even a dis- discussion. Agree what, with you. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? What, what's the middle ground that the NCAA and the players can meet? I can get your thoughts on that G League, that 125K thing too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you? We got to give the them something. Ground? You got to. You guys. I mean, people forget they're selling our jerseys. Our names aren't on the back, but our numbers are on there. We can't sell their likeliness. But I mean, you're making money. Everybody's making money, but the people that are performing, producing the money. <laughs> isn't that isn't that weird? Where do they do that at? Yeah. Nowhere. Nowhere. Think about it. The coaches, the school. The NCAA, the television, the, the, advertisers, everybody, everybody is making money, but the people that are performing, and those yeah. are the people that should 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 get paid. And and I agree with it. I, there, there's got to be something. I don't have something that says this is what they should get monthly, blah blah. But you got to give them something. I've been in college. I mean, like we said before, you had the kid from UConn, uh, Ryan Boatwright. Boatwright. Is yeah. that him that said it? Uh, that he said he you talking about he couldn't eat. Yeah, that was Shabazz. That was Shabazz. 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 Said Shabazz. That. I'm yeah. sorry. Shabazz talking about I can't eat. You're telling me we're bringing hundreds of millions of dollars to these universities. We can't. You can't eat. I mean, he might have been a little. He. I mean, I'm sure he was eating. Oh, he was. He like, had to be eating. I'm. Yeah. He's at like, UConn. You just won a national you championship. Like, You're good. He's trying to send a message. Like he's sending a message. We're That's struggling exactly. out here, and everybody else isn't. I made a. I made a point. I've always said this. I think the only way, and I want your thoughts on this. Yeah. I think the only way something like that changes is if a, a big time coach gets behind his players, and they talk about it. And like an elite eight game or a final four game, they come out for tip, and they like sit on the court, and they're like, "I'm we're not playing." That a, something drastic like that's yeah. gonna have to happen for the NCAA to really do it. Like something, something. Can you imagine? Oh no, that's, that's different. You level. turn on the C, you turn on <laughs> CBS to watch the Final Four, and Duke is like, we're not playing until like collective bargaining agreement type thing. Like we don't feel like the players are getting treated correctly. We're not gonna come out here and play. I would love that. Can you imagine the uproar, the dollars that would be lost? Oh, that's it. It would turn into something. It would turn into something so big. It would turn into something so huge. Um, but something's got to be done. Like. For me, and and I agree with you, like something big has to for a change. I don't know who's gonna do it just because you're basically putting your job on the line. These coaches don't want to lose their job. Or a big time player. Like if Zion Williams. Yeah. Or like just like the number one pick that was he know he's gonna go. He's going to the league anyway. Yeah. He comes out in the final four. He's like, eh, he pulls a Kaepernick (laughs) or something and just kneels. Like, I'm not playing. The only thing about that is they would just sub for him. And he, he would make a little noise and it'd be hot for a little bit, but then he'd leave, he'd go to the league, and then it'd be done. And then it'd be, but like if the whole team didn't play and they were like, we're not playing. I mean, I think, and I, hopefully no one steals my idea because, you know, I love creating different stuff. I never know what's going to happen. But yeah. So you can't talk to boosters. They don't let you talk to boosters, right? Think yeah. about that. Those are the people donating all the money to you. I want, I want to come up with something where you can talk to the boosters. They can't give you money, they can't give you a job, right? Where you can talk to them during the seasons. Your freshman, sophomore, whatever it is, you can connect. Like they come in because they got they got like dinners that the boosters all attend. You know, you can talk to whatever, not talk to them, but you can. Hey, this is the season, They're right? Around. This and that, but They're you can't around. do anything, right? I want something where you can come and talk to these people, and they can literally after college for the people that don't go pro, which is a lot of them. Have something set up if you want, man. When you get out of here, this is what I like. You got thirty different boosters. What are you into, man? I really like this. Okay, we're gonna connect you with this one. When you're done oh, with school. Almost like a mentor type thing. Almost like a mentor because, listen, after college, nobody cares about you. I hate to say it. 
Nobody, they're like, okay, cool. Unless you go to the pros, what, man, I loved watching you play, but okay, now what's next? And as players, you, it goes back to what you said before. We're, we're at the universities to play basketball. We're at the universities to play our sport. You know, and there's not, and I'm, we got to go to class. We have to go to class. We have to do all that. But are you really going to learn? Are you really doing it to be like, oh, I want to do this after college? No, you're not thinking like that. You're being like, man, I'm in the sport. I got to make sure that I'm going to class. I'm on top of my grades in order to play the sport that I love. This is why I'm here. If I have a bad game, I might get benched. If I have a bad season, I might lose my scholarship. You're not totally thinking like, I need grades, grades, grades. You have to have them in order to play. But after college, man, these players are so lost. I was lost. I tell people all the time, I was dead. I was basically dead, bro. Like, I didn't have a schedule. I didn't have anything. I've had a schedule from the age of four or five years old up till I was 24. I come back home. I don't know work. what to do. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't have a work ethic outside of basketball. I don't. I don't. That's just being honest. I was the hardest working guy on the floor. But until I translated everything I learned from basketball into the business world, that's when I started to succeed. That's when I was like, oh, man, you guys messed up. I can do anything I want. I can achieve anything I want in business. I know I can. That's why my mindset is now is like I'm going to get it. I lost my ego. That was the biggest thing. And before it was like, man, I'm AJ the basketball player. Like, come on. You know, like people are just going to give stuff to me because that's how it was. Right? Oh, man, hey, what do you need? You want a job? Cool, whatever, whatever. Until I started to lose my ego and I was like, I'm not really anything. I'm on the on the big scheme of things. I'm like an ant. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shit. Excuse my language, but that's how I looked at it. And then I was like, man, these doors start opening. Instead of like people, oh man, everyone's gonna come to me and give me offers. And I was like, man, I want to go out and meet new people. I want to, man. I want to have a meeting every day. I want to have three meetings. That's why now, and it, man, I check every DM. I get two, three hundred DMs a day. I check every single one of them because it may be an opportunity where someone can help me or if I can help them. And that's what it's about, man. When I lost, I'm telling you, when I when I was in that dark spot of not having anything, not having people, um, I used to wake up to hundreds of text messages a day when I was when I was basketball player, right? AJ the basketball player. Everybody was in love with AJ the basketball player. And now I'm having people fall in love with AJ the person. I want people to really see how I am. I've been like this my whole life. There's just a lot more cameras now. There's a lot more things that I could put it out there so people see it. You know, oh man, AJ, he was incredible basketball. Oh man, I love your stuff. I love it. What about AJ the person? That's who I want you guys to fall in love with. Basketball, that's cool. It's only going to take me so far. At some point, I got to stop, right? I stopped. Those people weren't there for me that, that were there when I played basketball. So now it's bringing in a whole new crowd. It's bringing in a whole different audience to say, man, I'm falling in love with AJ the person. That's what I want. You motivated me. Man, if I showed you the message, you helped save my life. You did this to me. You helped me. That, you cannot put a price on that. That's so why I tell people it's not about the money. I know hundreds, I know hundreds of millionaires that aren't happy, that are miserable. It's not about the money. Stop going after the money. It's about what you love doing. You got to find something that that you love doing every single morning. What is your why? I ask people, what is your why? What do you mean? What is your, why do you wake up every morning? If you're just waking up to go put your pants on and go and go half-ass and do 50%, you're not you're not living. That's why people are miserable. Why do you oh, man? I gotta go to work. I gotta go to school. They're miserable. You got to have a why. Why? What is your purpose? When I started waking up every morning, I said, I'm going to go change people's lives. I'm going to go and motivate people. I'm going to go inspire people. That's when I started living. It's not about me anymore. I got so many people that if I take a day off, if I take two days off, I might lose 10 or 15 people that really need my help. And you start living for others. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's my why. You got to have something to look forward to every single morning. You got to have something that you're going after every single day. I don't care if you're 20 or if you're 80. If you got goals, you're still living, right? You're still yeah. going after. 
And people look at me crazy. People say, man, AJ, how's your day? Man, I, I woke up. I'm blessed. People are like, what do you mean? I woke up. Like pe People take that for granted. That's my first blessing of the day. When I wake up, man, thank you. I could deal with whatever I have to deal with. Any bad stuff, man, t I got this. I got this. Just keep waking me up. The moment you don't wake up, that's when you're in trouble. The moment you wake up, that's when you're like, all that stuff you is gone. An, you can make an impact. You can make a change. You can make a difference. Man, you, you can, can change. If you're not happy with where you are in life, change it. Yeah. Nobody else is going to change it but you. Yeah. We just started talking about the NBA, and all these Chicago kids obviously want to get there. I have a question for you, and then we're going to get into the Bulls. I got a couple of questions Come for on, you. Man. I love everything. this. Yeah. Why don't Chicago kids, and you had an opportunity to do the same thing. Yeah. Why don't Chicago kids top prospects why don't they go to chicago schools or illinois give me your take on it i have my my thoughts on it <laughs> outside of the super blue chippers yep. jabari's yep. like i don't have a problem with you going to duke yeah but when we're losing kids to nebraska i agree and i agree with you fucking iowa <laughs> and all types of crazy schools that we should not that be we should no way know how be losing to especially with illinois we have illinois that's right down the road we got yeah. DePaul right here even uic like these are that's a middle tier school loyola like why aren't these chicago kids going to chicago if you play ball in north carolina yeah. You're going to North, North Carolina, Carolina, Wake Forest, Forest. NC State. Yep. Like that's that's a given, right? Yeah. Like, why can't we get these Chicago kids to stay local, go to Illinois, go to DePaul, go to Loyola, go to UIC? I mean, I think it's something that we've struggled with forever. Last twenty I was gonna say Sharon forever. Collins. Where'd he go? Kansas. Kansas. Right. John Shire, his brother's coaching there. He's gotta go to U of I. Got to. Okay. He's but, going but okay, listen. Like, if you get if, okay, put it like this. Like I was saying before, if you get a full ride to North Carolina, do you're taking those. Like, all right, bro, go ahead and right. go there. I don't have any problem with you go Kentucky. <laughs> go ahead, bro. Like you're yeah, you're not gonna go to DePaul. Right, you feel right. me? Like I guess See, that. I forgot. DePaul, I would I mean, they gotta bring there's so I, I don't know. It, it it comes like you feel me though? Like, no, no, no. Go to those big time, big time schools. But there's there's a Look, lot there's of people no, going no. to like I said, Nebraska. They're going to TCU, like all types of craziness. You got me on this one. I mean, I'm with you. Like, I don't, I don't have the answer for that. I yeah. don't know why they're doing it. And the only thing that I can say is, you gotta. When I tell these kids, man, a lot of these kids want to go to that big school, right? Where you go, man? I go. I'm going to this school, right? They don't play a minute. Everybody wants to go to the big name school. Everybody wants to go here. I had offers from California, some big schools, this and that. Yeah. I wanted to go where oh, I could hoop. play. Yeah. I wanted to go where I could leave a legacy. When I went to UCF, we were known as football. We averaged two. We averaged fifteen hundred people my Shout freshman out Dante year. Dante Culpepper. Oh man, Dante, I love him. Get your roll on. Come on, come on. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. Um, we had fifteen hundred people at the games. My senior year, we had ten thousand. We were sold out. I think it was it had a lot to do with Michael Jordan being at the games, but yeah. Um. I mean, I, I called Marcus up and I said, man, I want to leave leave a legacy here. Like, that was my mindset. Think about it, 19-year-old kid. Like, I wasn't thinking like, oh, let me just hoop. I was like, everything I've, everything I've done, I always wanted to leave it better than I found it. Whitney Young? But doesn't the kid from Chicago want to be like, yo, I'm going to go to Illinois. They ain't done shit since Luther had in those boys. Like, let's go. Let me get the boys from Chicago and go down to Illinois. How come they don't do that? I mean, like I like that. That's almost even you saying like I want to leave a legacy. Like yo, Marcus, let's go down to UCF and leave a legacy down there. Why aren't these Chicago kids like 
let's leave a legacy in the town that I grew up in and love and I'm more than likely going to come back to. Do you know what would happen if you went and balled uh, out at DePaul? You know how many people told me, like, or go I would to, have or any job I wanted. I would do anything. That's like, what I'm saying. No, no, I agree with you. And I honestly, you got me stuck on this one. It's just recruit. It, it has to be. But it goes back to what I, we said. Where's the bag at? Who's giving the bag? U of I might not be giving the bag. That's why. Why do you think those those guys are like? Yeah. Eh, I'm okay. These guys might give me twenty thousand over. And here. it's funny that you say that because even if it's not, even if you're not giving the bag to the player, if you're not giving the bag to the inner city connected guys that are that are bringing players to you, like that's you usually, that's what it's dude, turned. That's, that's what a, it's. That's another even aspect of it. So that, even from like when I played AU, I mean it was still. It was a shaky business, you know that. Yeah. Like, oh man, we got Nike sponsored over here. All right, give us fifty thousand for this tournament. Right. Man, we got five thousand gear. We're the other forty-five thousand. Not me personally, right. or my team, but that I played with. But that's it, it's so bad now, man. It's like it, it hurts to see because all you're doing is taking advantage of these kids. And I'm not saying all the teams do it, but I mean, you see it. These guys got two or three top players. They got Nike. They got Adidas. They got Under Armour at the snap of their fingers. Hey, we're going to play in this tournament. Can you pay for it? I want the whole team to have every gear that you guys got. Yep. What do you want? That's what it. Yeah. That's what it. That's what it's been getting to, and I think it's getting even worse because these people see what they're capable of getting. It's not just like, oh man, here's a couple of shoes, man. Uh, yeah, we're gonna give you uh, yeah. three hundred pairs of shoes. We'll make sure your family's good. All Dude, in your the family is getting their family's getting houses. It's like, they they suspended me fifteen games. I got the most games suspended for taking nine hundred dollars. They said. Nine hundred dollars. That yeah. was from high school, from a guy that was basically my dad. Right, like the like he's a family friend, friend, family friend. friend. Family he was friend. a second dad. Like, yes, yeah. nine hundred dollars. These guys now, um, he got a house, a car, and he got two hundred thousand dollars. We're gonna suspend him two games. Yeah. I would have taken that if I'd known that. No <laughs> Let's move over to the pros. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the kids getting to the NBA talk. Now let's talk about the NBA. Um. I want to play a clip that I'm going to plug my own show on my Come own on. shit. That's what you that we plug in your brand. <laughs> but pull me up. That's what I in. like. This is a clip from our last episode of uh, me and Nick, our episode on No Catch Up Chicago. We were talking about the Bulls and Jabari uh -huh. and that defensive situation. This man, number one, like. They watch film, right? So, like, you, you run back a lot of these plays. Like, Jabari is sitting through that. Like, how do you justify that to your teammates? That it's one thing to be a bad defensive player and, and just not be good at it or just not have the lateral quickness, whatever it might be, the heart, right? But to not even go after rebounds when there's 10 seconds or a minute left in the game to not even try to play defense. Like, even the worst defenders in the league try to play D when it matters. They play D in the fourth quarter, right? You play D with a minute left when you're tied in the ball game or whatever that situation was and the team has the opportunity to go up. You play D in those situations. At that time, you're still a professional athlete. He doesn't even try when it matters. To me, that's an issue. That's a major heart issue. That's an interesting point about watching film and everyone in the everyone's in the room looking at you like. I mean, that rebound film? That rebound you can't film explain is, that. You can't explain it. You're not paying attention. This man. Uh, you can pull that down. What are your thoughts on that? Because we've been talking about Jabari, and it hurts me because this is a Chicago guy. He's offensive-minded. He's come out and said that. And this will kind of – I wanted to get your, your, your opinion on this too because 
you kind of went from getting buckets at Whitney Young and being a scoring point guard to you <laughs> got down to UCF, and not that you weren't scoring buckets, but you added that real pesky, fiery, I'm locking up people, you're leading the conference in steals, that type of thing. I mean, they got guys that can score. You know, I went from, like you said, I used to have I used to have 30-some games, 40, and whatever it was. When you get down there, if you don't listen to what they want, that's okay. You sit on the bench right next to me, we'll have him come in. I knew that I didn't have to score. They didn't want me to score. I could have scored. I've been a scorer my whole life. That's what I knew how to do, put the put the ball in the basket. But I knew in order to play, in order to succeed, we had shooters around. We had guys that were a lot better at scoring than I was. I had to find out. I had to do more. I had to, I had to do what got me there, right? I tell people all the time, you could go get scholarships. You don't have to f- score 40 points a game. That's like my whole thing is telling people, do the stuff that you can control, right? All these kids I go out and tell, whatever it is, only worry about the stuff you can control. What do we can control? Your leadership being a good teammate, being the first one on the floor, the way you treat your teammates, being coachable, because all that stuff earned me a scholarship. It wasn't, oh man, this kid's awesome. He can score a bunch of points. They got guys, that's what those top five, 10 recruits are. They got that. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on Jabari and his effort on the defensive end? And Nick made a good point. He's like, in film sessions, like he, how can you explain that? Like you're sitting in a room with your all your all your teammates, mm-hmm. and they run a clip of you giving up a rebound to Markel Fultz, and you're literally just standing there. Or another, and it's not just one instance. This is all game long, and it comes off the back of you going into the season, basically saying they didn't bring me here to play D, and I'm not playing it. Is that kind of what he said? He basically was like, they didn't like I don't play like they didn't bring me here to play D. Like I'm here to score. So I've known, I've watched Jabari play since fifth grade. He used to work out at Whitney Young with his dad. Like, I love that. To see him grow as a person, to see him do what he does in the city as a basketball player, I mean, I love it. I think that the defensive intensity, you got to bring it. I think that it only, <clears throat> you got to find it within. Whether you're here for offense, whether you just are here to score, whatever you think that they told you, when you're a good defender, all it does is open up more for your team. It opens up more stuff for you. You get easy layups. You get easy shots. For him, I think he's just, I mean, his team's got to hold him accountable. I think they, like anything, hey, man, let's pick it up a little bit. But I think it's just, it's something that you got to do within. I don't care. I don't what care. does Fred do, though? He's I, from, my, from the look at it, yeah. he's just not going to do it, man. Right. I'm not playing D, right. period. <laughs> like, so, like, what do you do with that? I mean, you there's something that you got to figure out a way. How do you get, as, co- as good coaches, they find ways to motivate those players, right? They find something deep down in them to, to hey, let's get you to play. We game. were talking about Thibodeau. Yeah. If he saw some shit like we, he's, uh, we've been seeing, he, he would never. Op- I don't no, care no, if I you're agree. making 20 million I agree. He doesn't team care. option, player option. You could sit in the locker room. Yeah. Like, forget about even sitting at the end of the bench. You could sit. You might as well not even get dressed if you're going to come out here and play like that. I mean, T- Tibbs always been like that. He's a defensive guy. He demanded that from the players. And I think that they held each other accountable for that. And I think as the Bulls create a hopefully a winning culture that that we can watch, that we're excited to see, I think that it's only gonna it'll only elevate their game. It'll only help them win more games. And it might be it's first three games of the season. We've seen some bad stuff here and there, some off plays. Um, but I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to get him. Maybe he's not accustomed to it yet. Not the defense, as you can see. I'm giving a little bit more helpful tips than I should. But yeah. I just think that. I mean, you gotta want it. There's, there's nothing that can. It's like James Harden. You remember, he was the worst defender in the league. Is he still a horrible defender? Yeah, probably. But he's a lot better. 
And I think that, you know, to be that great player, you're not just, you can't be just great offensive. LeBron James, right? Awesome offensively. Defense, he's probably one of the best in the league, right? Yeah. All these guys who you consider some of the top players, they lock down because basketball is not just one dimension. It's not just offensive, right? Oh, you're awesome. No, when you bring that, when you have, when you think of top players, what do you think of? Offense, defense, leadership, all that stuff is what makes them great. You know what I mean? And for him to, to be considered one of the best in the NBA, for him to really leave a, leave a legacy, I think he's got to play that, he's got to pick that defense up. His defense, his teammates have to hold him more accountable. He's got to want to. Because all it's going to do is, guess what? It's going to open up more stuff for him. It's going to help his teammates. That's what you want to win. That's what you want to do. You just don't want to be known as the guy that. It's it. bad it when you and comes, I've played with guys like that. That it are just like comes off like you don't care. I agree and, with you. I definitely agree with you. Like there's certain players where you're like, man, he can't play any D, but he, man, that, he trying his ass off. He gets lost. Just, just trying. He doesn't know what he's doing, but man, he's trying. Jabari's not even trying, bro. So that's why it's a little disheartening. And and we I I said this the other day. When you're when you're scoring 30, yeah. Then it disappears. What you can literally right. sit down yeah. on defense. Very true. It doesn't matter. Very but if true. you're going Very for true. 18 and you're making 20 million and yeah. you're not filling it up like that, you got to be trying on D or else it's going to look really bad and people aren't going to go for that. It's not going to fly. And especially if we were if we were any other team, it would be cool, but since we're Chicago and our fans are so into it, we want that that grit. We want that. We've all. It's an effort city. That we love. Just we, try. We, we like you. We love in, you. Come on, just give us what you got. Joe Kim Noah. L let me tell you something about Joe Kim Noah that <laughs> no one, that no one seems to talk about. Legit zero basketball talent in his body. Hardest working guy. Hardest working guy ever. He he couldn't play basketball a lick, bro. Yeah. He just was tall, and he was a go. He was just his the only thing he had going was, for him yeah. was that he was seven feet tall. Everything else, he ran the floor. He learned how to pass. He played D hard. The city loved that dude. We would have we'd have done anything so for Joe true. Kim Noah, bro. The harder anything. I tell people all the time, the harder you work, the luckier you get. A lot yeah. of right. Oh, yeah, that's Think bad. about it. he was running up and down, tippings, tipping, some shots, in, everything. Yeah. Everything seemed to work his way when he was working hard. That's what happens when you work hard. Guy's a first team All Pro, first team All Pro on his resume, and he has no basketball talent whatsoever. He's horrendous at basketball. He has no no athletic ability, nothing. It's all effort, all heart, all want to. Just worry about what you can control all day. That's all you got to do. You spoke on LeBron. Give me. How do you feel about that situation out there? They're zero and three now. I knew this was coming. They were gonna have a rough go of it. Yeah. They're gonna be like eight and twelve. Yeah. And they're gonna and every game they're gonna have the microscope on him. Give me your thoughts on him out there in L.A. and this whole narrative of. The, the LeBron fans versus the Kobe fans. Kobe would have made those free throws the other night if he was out there, etc. How do you feel about him being out there and just kind of how it's shaping up right now? There's always going to be comparisons about LeBron, Kobe, this. Why would he do it? He's in his own lane right now. I mean, you can say what you want. LeBron, he's doing what he wants. He got his kids in L.A. They're going to school. He's I mean, he's 15 years in. He's got movies. He's like, man, I'm living my life. I'm happy. Everybody, man, I can't believe he went to L.A. First, he went to Miami. It's that man's choice, right? We, we're always going to say stuff regardless. If he's in Cleveland, man, he's an idiot. Why did he stay in Cleveland? He should have left. He leaves. Oh, this guy's a traitor. He just, you're never going to be able to please everybody. That's why I tell everybody in life. You're never going to please everyone. So you got to do what you want with your life, right? Other people, oh, man, I'm doing it for this. What are you doing for that person? 
It goes back to I tell kids all the time, go to a school where you go. Your parents want you to go to here. Your friends want – they're the ones not waking up every morning. They're the ones not going to class. They're the ones not got to play yeah. on the team, right? Yeah. No Do doubt. what you want. It's your life. I think for LeBron, I mean, you knew they were going to start off like this. I mean, people might not 0-3. LeBron's been in the finals eight times. You think he cares about starting off 0-3? I was telling – me and Nick talk about this. We talked about it the other day actually in the episode. LeBron, I think deep down he would never say this. He's so content with his career and what he's accomplished that kind of what happens in L.A. is he's going to try his ass off. Don't I agree. get me wrong. Uh, but he, he's kind of like, eh, like – I was just saying about that last night. That's weird yeah. that you said that. I was – Like you said, his sons are out there. His family's living in a man, little thing. They got a nice little setup. He's trying to figure <laughs> out what he's going to do after hoops. And he's already like, setting that up. That's yeah, why it's like – right. And I think – I thought about that last night. Like I almost – I don't know if he cares about the championships. I could be wrong. Like, I think this is what I think he's going to do. He's going to go number one in all categories. He's going to go number one in, in points. He's going to go number one in this. He's going to go number one in that. He's going to say, listen, I didn't win the championships. I'm number one in everything, right? He might win. We don't know. I'm just saying, based off right now, if he retires next year, what's he, what's he have, three championships? He has three championships. Three championships. Yeah. You got three championships. You you number one in school. You whatever. I mean, I think he's good to live. But now, say they bring Quad next year, they bring a couple of guys to LA, he gets two more champ. I mean, we don't know, but I feel I kind of feel like he's just in LA. He's like, man, I'm vibing out. If it happens, it happens. If not, if not, he's, I'm telling you, that's exactly his mindset. I agree with you. They asked him before the season started. What brings <laughs> pressure on you anymore? He's like Pressure. What? Pressure. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I signed a four year deal. It what I saw was I signed a four year deal. I'm gonna try to win. I don't win. Then cool. It happens. It yeah, happens. right. Exactly. If not, I got a couple hundred million. Yeah, right. My family's good. My family's good. My boys are playing ball in a great program. Come like, on. Yeah. Before we jump over to these rapid fire questions, Lakers make the playoffs? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say Lakers make. I think when you got when you have someone like LeBron James, and yeah, it's tough, but his what he brings to the game, what he brings to his teammates. He elevates everyone else. He holds everyone else accountable. You see Lance Stevenson, they work harder. These guys, they're just starting to blend. You got a bunch of guys that are ready to go to war. You got a bunch of just guys that want to get down and dirty. That's what they brought in. West right? is ugly, though. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with you. West I mean, it's going to, listen, it's, it's not going to be, be easy. Right. But they brought the guys in that are like, let's play some D, let's lock down. This is what we're here for. Yeah. They know their roles. I think they just got to get blended yeah. into them. They got to get start better on D, figure that out. That's yeah. all. It comes. Yeah. It's three games in. They knew this was going to happen. All right, before I let you go, uh oh, rapid fire questions. Mm. Not even rapid fire. There okay. some questions. Give me a little that, like, can I think like two of seconds? Of course, three? yeah, yeah. We can. We're gonna we're gonna talk about them. We're gonna go through them, no doubt. Best point guard in the league today. Overall, just point guard for you. Best point guard in the league. Man, do we consider Steph Curry point guard, shooting guard? Absolutely, he's a point guard. I think his playmate. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Steph Curry. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Just what he brings to the table, his shooting, his his ball handling, his getting his teammates involved, how much the guys rely on him. I think just overall point guard. But I almost like like I mix him in because he's a shooting guard. Not His playmaking could be better. But like somebody that has a dog and a lot of people don't like his game as much. He takes a bunch of shots. I love Rus Russell Westbrook. Oh, that's my guy. His like, I mean, his intensity is how I played. Like, man, move out the way. Otherwise, I'm going to knock you over. I do not care. I used to not like him as much, just oh, how crazy my, his shots that's were. That's my dog. Dude. Erratic, his, but. Erratic, yeah. right. I'm like, okay, but his his passion, he's like, man, I could compete with anybody. I'm him the best Dan out here. Him and got that erratic, but confidence. Con like, right. No, no, exactly. That's listen. what it is. 
that's that confidence. But um, if I got to pick one, I don't know, I'm going between. It's hard not to go with stuff. I mean, no, it, it just because of what he's done. But like overall, point guard, I feel like Westbrook is just because he's got the ball in his hands all the time. He's he's more. I'm, when I think of point guard, I think of playmaking. I don't think of a lot of shooting. You know, play point guards get their teammates the ball. They make the shots that they have to. But it's not more. Steph Curry is more of a shooting guard to me, which people are like, no, not really. I got a hot take, or to me, it's not hot at all. Yeah. But I say that Rajon Rondo or Rajon Rondo mm-hmm. is the purest point guard yes. of all time. Yep, I agree like, with that. I I can. I mean, there's obviously John Stockton. There's Jay Kidd in there. Yeah, but. With my own two eyes, I've never seen someone control a game and the pace and do whatever he wants at any time like Rajon Rondo. He 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 does what he wants. He he's gets where pure, he needs to be. He's a point guard's point he'll guard. He'll take two sh- – like, I love his game because he'll take two shots. You know what I mean? Not saying that he's a great shooter, yeah. that he can't shoot, like, but he understands what he brings to the table. He knows I, if I get my teammates involved, I get to the basket here and there – we can win. He's a winner. People forget those Boston Lakers yep. uh-huh. series. Come on. He controlled the everything with KG. He made them go. Pierce. He would slow the game up. He would speed it up. Totally agree. He did totally agree. Man. Totally agree. Totally Rondo agree. is a point guard's point guard. I love that dude. All right. Have you ever seen his hands not to get off? Huge. Like enormous. Four four mine put together. Yeah, like him and Kawhi. Him and Kawhi. Yeah. Crazy hands. Insane. Insane. Like the ball just disappears. <laughs> it's type like thing. a tennis. They're ball. They're playing with a tennis ball, basically. Yeah. Favorite point guard of all time. Favorite. He doesn't have to be the best. AI. AI. Man. I got I no got questions. I got to hang out with him uh like four or five months ago. Hung out with him the whole day. Just he did some autograph signing. My, my he's a regular dude, it seems like. Man, he's beyond regular. He's he just wants to chill. Like it was for me growing up, that's who I wanted to be like. I mean, it was AI. He was small, the crossovers. I grew up watching him. Yeah. And to be able to be around him and kind of just vibe with him and, and laugh with him, like you just realize, like these these are human beings, regular dudes. People man. people forget that. Like you say this crazy stuff to them, and they say something back. Like he said that. Yes, he's yeah. human. What if somebody said that to you, or what if somebody did that to you? Yeah. And not to get off topic, but I mean, yeah, he's my he's my favorite point guard of all time. He's my favorite. He's one of my favorite players ever. Yeah. I wanted to be like him. You know what I mean? It's like five eleven crossovers. Bro. I had the sleeve. The I wear the headband. I, I mean, <laughs> I was nowhere close to him. But I, I wanted to, everything I did, I, I mimicked him. Yes, sir. All right, pull me up real quick. Uh-oh. I got some of these IG shots we got to talk about. Oh, come on. Bring Let's them up. Let's go. I, I got some You're plugging me so much today, man. We need to talk about some of these. Hold pull them up. That's the whole IG page. But... So, uh, buddy, this is crazy, by the way. I, I'll be honest with you. So I have the video. I wanted to shoot 11 half-court shots. Right? Yeah. I wanted to see. So the first time I get 7 out of 11. Let me run this before we talk Go about ahead. it real quick. Let's get it. Like, cut it out, bro. Just pure five in a row. From Let's 40 feet. So I'm gonna tell you this. This is this is my like, how many takes is that? That was my third time. That was your third time. Honest to God. So, like I said, I wanted to do out of 11, right? So, first one, we hit 6 or 7, whatever it was, 7 out of 11. Next one, we got a little bit. And then the third one, the first five I hit. So, I'm like, man, I'm stopping. Like, I wanted to cut it. I didn't want to shoot the other shots. Five in a row from half court. Like, I just, right. one, 
two. Oh, so I made it. So I, I was like, five, five, I'm done. Like, that's all I wanted to take. I was yeah. done after that. But people look at it, man. And I still got people. The thing was, I brought people into the Instagram by doing trick shots. Right? Yeah. So everybody, everywhere I went, like, man, how, did you edit that? Then I had to tie in, like, no, I'm a real hooper. I've, I've done the trick shots my entire life. Right, like, in college, in college, I used to walk around the catwalk, Raptors throw it down, behind the, like, there's one that you'll see at UCF, we were filming for President Hit, which yeah. was our president at the time. We were joking around, right? Three times to take, man, happy, or whatever, happy birthday, President Hit, I throw it backwards, goes in. Like, yeah. I've been doing this my entire life, and I had to bring people, I had to show people, like, no, I've done this, like, I'm a basketball player. Yes. And people just see the, the trick shots. They're like, man, this is all edited. Not nah. one of my videos. Ed like, this is real. Right. This right. is real. Pull this back up, man. First <laughs> off, if you don't, if you're from Chicago, you should know where you're at right now. Yeah. It's a Seward Park. Seward Park. This is one of the worst kept basketball courts in the city. Not even close. Mm -hmm. I mean, th the court is uneven. <laughs> right. There's dust. <laughs> There's dust everywhere. I mean, if you're running a full court run at Sword Park, you know how bad this court is. <laughs> like, how many takes is that? That might have been five. Yeah. like That might have been, yeah, five or six. That's crazy. The this, one. I couldn't find the other Are one. you able to pull up? I can pull up anything. I want you to pull up one. That's kind of the one like Shaq retweeted it. Yeah. Um. Let me catch one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Like Watch that's kind of the one that. That's the one that like people were like, "Wait, what the heck?" Yeah. That's the one that went viral. That's the one that um. That everyone was just because like, that real? that was crazy. Like, and there's one where you hit a half quarter at Sword Park, yeah. where you're like, "Yo, if you know how to, if you've hooped outside, you know how impossible right. this is." It's hard to hit a jump shot at Seward Park. So this is the one. Pull this one up. Yeah, just click on it. Click on it. Yeah. So this is the one, like, kind of went, everyone went kind of crazy with it. And I, I reposted it, but um, I put it up a couple months ago. And, yeah, Shaq retweeted it. Everyone kind of, everyone just went nuts with it. Watch the walk off though. Like how many takes is that? That one might have been nine, nine or ten. Eight, yeah, nine, like, ten. and it's crazy. People are like, "How long do you take? Like three hundred times, four hundred? I'm like, I honestly don't. It takes me a couple times to throw it to to like get that distance. Yeah, just figure this out. This is kind of this is a little lucky. Look, think about. It. I'm throwing it, but my accuracy is so crazy. Like, <laughs> think about that. Yes. That's perfect. I walk away like I'm not even looking. Yeah, it's silliness. It, it's silly, and people are like, "How?" It's just, I've always, I mean, spending hundreds of hours in the gym, you know, weekly when I was a kid, like, this is all I used to do. This is just what you do, like, at the end of pickup. At least when I was doing Right. No, you just fuck around. Man, take it. Where's the video at? Let's see if I can yeah, make this one. Yeah, let's see all if right. I can make this one. Then like. I get so competitive. I'm like, all right, let, wait, no, no. I have to get this one. I want to get this one. Make sure we get this till we get it. Yeah, that's crazy. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of those are crazy. But, um, make sure... Make sure you go follow the boy on Instagram. Tons of motivational stuff. Tons of great content. Fun, serious, just fun life, all that type of stuff, man. Make sure you give my guy a follow. I appreciate that. Before, boy. yeah, of course. Before I let you get out of here, talk to me about ticket score. Yeah. What is it? 
How does it work? I got the website right Man, here. Man, I appreciate it. So yeah, like yeah. I said, as an entrepreneur, I'm just I'm just getting in the, the hang of business. Like yeah. I'm I want I want everything and I'm learning to be patient. Ticket Squad partnered with um an older guy, a buddy of mine that I've known probably for five or six years. Love the idea of it. Um, you're able to put a weekly amount towards the team. So right now, let's talk football, right? Yeah. Click on NFL. You'll see. So you every week you're you're able to put a weekly amount towards a team or your favorite team that you think will go to the Super Bowl. Where am I? You see right oh, NFL. Yeah, I'm, I'm tweaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Click on that. I'm gonna kind of walk you through it. So who's your team? The Bears, baby. So click on Bears right now. Go uh, to the right. Yep. So right now they're at forty four dollars a week. Yeah. So you pay. You buy in right now, $44 a week. If the Bears go to the Super Bowl, you get Super Bowl tickets at $44 a week. Yeah. Say the Bears lose two more games. You're like, man, they're not going to the Super Bowl. You could cancel at any time, right? Oh, interesting. This is for all the fans. The, the this is We gave the fans a chance to actually go to that big game, the Super Bowl, the championship. Most people can't fork up $7,000, $8,000 for tickets. Um, the whole, it, yeah. It's, just, it's so expensive. It's Think yeah. about it. And, and, and whoever does, their wives or their girlfriends aren't letting them like, you spent seven thousand dollars on tickets, but if you're able and the games in Miami, if you're, like <laughs> but, no, and nah. play no, 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 this doesn't work like that. Yeah, but if you're able to put a weekly amount towards the team, you think you're you're worth taking ninety percent off tickets. You know what I mean? It comes out to whatever it is forty four dollars a week times thirteen yeah. weeks. It's a lot lower. Yeah. The cool thing is that we've done is it's a futures market, so you can trade your options. Say you bought in the first two weeks to a. The Rams, right? They're yeah. six and zero. Yeah. They were probably maybe twenty five bucks buying in. Now go on the Rams, you'll see it. It might be seventy eight dollars. Right. You trade those options, you might just make a couple hundred dollars just by doing that. Uh, so, so we you got, just get, you could pass those off to someone else. Pass those off to somebody else. Uh. So we teamed up with Ticketmaster. Um, we teamed up with TickPick. We teamed up with Fanatics, which um, Jeff, who's a good buddy of mine, I've reached out to him and he's done incredible things. Fanatics with is all over. Dog. They that and their own. I love the owner. I can't, I can't remember his name. The guy that does the with the Philly. Yeah, with he's ruthless, dog. He's one of my favorites. He's ruthless. He's one of my bro. favorites. And yeah, I met I met Jeff, who's with Fanatics, through a buddy of mine that 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 opened Tau, and okay, they brought yeah. me to they brought me to um, one of the Cubs events for. Um, What's the first baseman? I can't even think right now. Rizzo. Tony Rizzo. Rizzo? Yeah. His, he has a cancer foundation or uh, event because he had cancer. Yeah. He gets back to him. So I, I went there. They brought me there. And they introduced me to this guy, Jeff, that's like the head guy at Fanatics. He does a bunch of stuff with them. I've been like one of the top people. He's like, my, my son went to UCF. He used to watch you. It was just a weird vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a good vibe. A connection. Just yeah. Crazy connection how it right. happened. So I told him with this, I was like, man, we're, you know, we're doing this ticket score thing. It could be really big. I want to, I want you to be a part of it. He's like, man, tell me what we have to do. So we partner with them. Um, I think it's just something like we've only been doing it for four months. You got to do, you got to get it out there. Once people really understand, like you go to the, you go to the website, you're kind of like, okay, cool. Until you really realize like, oh yeah, wow. The opportunity. What's, the what's opportunity really it's here, a win-win. Right? Yeah. At any time, say you, you might lose out on two weeks. You buy in now, your team loses two more games. You're like, you know what? I'm going to cancel. You lose $80, but you might have a chance to go to the Super Bowl where you're saving five, six, seven thousand dollars yeah. $7,000 on a ticket. And then you're able to trade your options. Man, I want to trade my options. I'm going to trade for this one. I can switch up teams, whatever. I just made money. I just made $350. You can always trade your options. Yeah. So it's like anything, man. I'm, I'm just trying new stuff. I'm trying different things. I want to get... I want to get out there and, and and just build brands man build build businesses and and i told you it's like nothing's gonna stop me i'm gonna, I, I could fail a hundred times i fail every day my mindset though is made up like you're not gonna stop me this I'll, is this is what we're gonna end it on because i uh um, 
<laughs> I um I saw this quote and I thought about you. It's an it. old gladiator quote. Ooh. It's called Brave in the Attempt. And I, I guess gladiators used to go into battle and they would say, let me win. But if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. I like that. And I was like, I like that. That's strong. Like these dudes are about to fight to death. And it's like, I want to win. And I'm going to go try to win. Yep. But if I don't win, just let me be brave in the attempt to go get it. And I loved that. I thought yeah. that was dope. Oh, before we get out of here, talk about this hooping for peace. I told you, uh, yeah. I love the city of Chicago. Grew up here. I want to help as many kids as I can. I do a lot of stuff with the Boys and Girls Club. Um, I want I, my, my main thing is just focusing on the youth, focusing on the next generation. We need it. They need it. City of Chicago needs it. Hooping for Peace. I just had my second annual Hooping for Peace last week. Um, a, mo a mother okay. lost her son due to gun violence, working on his car. Great kid, mentored kids, did a lot, of, uh, played basketball, played football. And I met her. It's so weird. I met her at Restaurant Depot probably four or five years ago. Just super nice to me every single day. Hey, what's up, AJ? And and we had such a good connection. And, you know, I went in there and one of the guys told me, oh, man, she lost her son. And 22 years old, 21 years old, I'm like best friends with her. So that hit me at home. You know, the mom's the best friends with son. Like that reminds me of my mom. Me and my mom are best friends. If something ever were to happen to me, I would want somebody to do that for my mom. I would want somebody to help. Not only the community, not only the city of Chicago, but my mom. And I think that, you know, people get so caught up in, in money and this and that. Like, it, it doesn't cost anything. If you give, you gave this mom $5 million, she might be like, oh, that's awesome. It's not going to take away her pain. It's not going to take away what she lost. And so we came together and I was like, I reached out to her. I was like, I want to do something for you. Like, what do we do? What if we have a camp? You know, I know basketball. I love basketball. What if we do a free camp on the south side? We'll let all the kids come. And um, it's kind of just how it started. And, and we've been on it. I told her, like, I want to do this every year. Last year, we might have had 10, 15 people. This year, we had 100 something. Cool. In our second year. Yeah. And um, if I'm able to shed light, not only on these kids' life, but if I'm able to shed light towards a mom where she might not see a lot of positives with something so bad that happened. Yeah. And every day is just a different day. You know, it's not, it's hard. It's not like, oh, man, you know, they'll be back in a couple of weeks. They're gone. Yeah. And um, I just love, I love seeing people happy. I love shedding light where, where there might not be a lot of light and, and just obviously giving back. And if I'm able to do it, I know that the one event's not going to change the whole city. And, you know, people, people are like that. Like, oh man, you know, why are you doing it? Is, are you just doing it for, man, I don't care about that stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to do it for the people that care. And if I could put a smile on their face, if I can put a smile on these kids' face and give them a day where it's just it's fun and games, like we're, just, we're doing a camp, we're doing raffles, we're doing – there's free food. There's Just go out right. and have fun. Um, you can't put a price on that. And I tell people all the time, you don't measure someone's success by how much money they have. You measure someone's success by how many people they help, by how many people they inspire. And, and to, to end off this note, like people look at me crazy. When I die, if I die with a bunch of money – What's that do? That does nothing. I'm dead. When I die, I want people at my funeral to be like, man, I remember AJ helped these 10 kids. I remember AJ helped me get out of this spot. I remember AJ did this. Like, that's what you, that's how you measure someone's success. That's how you yeah. measure a legacy. That's how you leave a legacy. Is by doing more, is by is by making people feel special, by changing people's lives. If you die with a bunch of money, what'd you do? You didn't accomplish anything. You might have had a bunch of success that you did personally, but you're dead now. That's why I'm like, man, I want to give back. I want to, I want to inspire. I want to go out there every single day and do whatever I can to inspire other people, to motivate people. That's how you measure someone's success. 
the money's gonna come. There's trillions of dollars in the world, right? Everybody's so focused. I gotta get money. I gotta get this. Money's gonna come. Go find something you're passionate about. Go find something that you love doing. I guarantee you the money's gonna come and you're gonna be happy. A lot of people, oh man, I gotta get the money. It'll come. There you Do go. what you love, man. Hooping for peace. Hooping for Follow peace. AJ Ramsa at, it's right here on the board, at a Ramsa 3. Simple. Let's get it. Let's get it. On IG. We motivating all day, every Hooping day. Hooping for peace. We motivating. <laughs> we doing trick shots. Hey, man. Thank you for coming man, through. Are you kidding me? I An absolute it. blast, man. Definitely. Please let me know when I can come back in. I love this setup. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, for AJ Ramsa, I'm your host, Sean Little. No Catch Up Chicago Field Level Edition. Follow us everywhere. You know what time it is. No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up. Chicago fine. everything.